0: recording in progress
1: good afternoon i'd like to call to order the board of supervisors personnel administration legislative committee meeting for today february the 6th we're moving quickly through 2023 as you can see uh, for today Um, all of those who are in person welcome and those who are online uh, we appreciate your participation remotely through our teleconferencing participation and we hope that you'll just uh, follow uh, the guidelines as it relates to those. The first uh, item that we have up on today's agenda is the federal legislative update.
0: Good afternoon. You've got Emily and here. Excuse me, I'm here. sorry. Is
1: there something I'm supposed to do? Uh, uh,
2: I just wanted to make sure that you called for roll before you took the first oh, item.
1: Thank you very much. Sure. I appreciate it. I um, want to make sure that we acknowledge the roll call, right? Yes, sir. Okay, uh, of so, uh, the participants. So we have a record of that. I apologize.
2: No worries. Uh, Supervisor Tam? Yeah. And President Carson?
1: Present, thank you. Okay, Emily.
0: Thank you, and Supervisor Tam, it's good to be with you today. We look forward to working with you. Um, So we'll go ahead, Kevin and I will go ahead with the update from CJ Lake. Um, On the federal side of things, um, both the House and Senate are in session this week. And tomorrow is actually the State of the Union. This will be um, President Biden's first address with a divided government, with the Republican House and Democratic Senate. He's expected to speak to the continued economic progress. Uh, He's, you know, just announced that uh, the administration will end the COVID-19 emergency um, later this year. He'll talk a good bit uh, about the passage of the Inflation Reduction Act and the Bipartisan Infrastructure Law and implementation of both of those. Uh, The administration's actions on climate change, of course, the ongoing debate over raising the debt ceiling, um, historically low unemployment funding for Ukraine. And, you know, what's been in the news lately, the US relationship with China, and he'll focus on priorities for the next year. Um, He'll likely use the speech to urge Republicans to seek bipartisan deals this Congress, including uh, those related to the debt ceiling. Um, people are also saying that the State of the Union will be viewed as a venue for the president to make his case for his reelection campaign, which we're all expecting him uh, to announce a little bit later this year. Arkansas Governor uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders will deliver the Republicans' response to President Biden's address. Um, as I mentioned, Kevin's here, and he's going to touch on the debt ceiling, which even though they really haven't started negotiating on, it's becoming kind of the hot topic um, because it will need to be addressed likely by June.
3: Thanks Emily and uh, good afternoon, and as Emily had mentioned, you know, uh, the debt ceiling seems to be uh, the most dominant issue uh, that's, that's taking place here in Washington, even though we are a few months away from uh, when the deadline will happen. So I uh, just wanted to provide an update that last week, President Biden met with Speaker Mark McCarthy to discuss raising the debt ceiling. Both the President and the Speaker said it was a positive meeting and a good start to negotiations. As part of that conversation, uh, Speaker McCarthy did make his demands for a two-year budget agreement and to lower federal spending to go along with the raising of a debt ceiling. Uh, this echoes the message that House Republicans have made uh, and have been making over the past few weeks. President Biden stressed that passing a clean debt ceiling um, increase is non-negotiable and there should be a separate discussion on deficit reduction. The pair are expected to meet again here in the next few weeks to continue the discussions. Uh, Speaker McCarthy did uh, state today that he is pushing for a fast-paced negotiations. It doesn't want to wait until the deadline to address the debt ceiling. And Speaker McCarthy also announced that he will give a speech tonight um, at 5:30 Eastern time uh, on the debt limit and federal spending. Mr. McCarthy is expected to lay out his position on the debt ceiling before tomorrow's state of the union address. The president did announce that he will submit his budget request to Congress in just over a month on March 9th. And Republicans have announced that they are uh, to begin their work as well and not wait for the president's budget to be released for their own budget plan which they're hoping to release sometime mid-April at the moment in terms of the senate side minority leader mcconnell and senator workers are sitting out any talks between the president and Speaker mccarthy however uh, they have left open uh the door for the possibility of a senate negotiated agreement and the event talks between the white house and the house break down closer to the drop dead date um also in the meantime Senator Manchin has begun meeting with Senate Republicans and Steve McCarthy to to discuss possible solutions to this uh, debt limit issue. Steve McCarthy's true challenge will likely be with the members of his own party in their willingness to raise the debt limit uh, absent any real cuts to the federal mandatory and discretionary spending. And we've already heard that a a handful of House Republicans have already stated that they would not raise the debt limit under any circumstance. So this will obviously be a topic uh, that's mentioned tomorrow night in the State of the Union, but we'll also... Uh, continue to to hear quite a bit uh, in the news. And then finally, just also wanted to provide a quick update um, on committee assignments, uh, as we begin to see the 118th Congress get organized. Um, It has been quite a slow start to the 118th Congress, as both chambers have taken a while to formally organize. Uh, Part of that delay can be blamed on the Speaker of the House election, which took nearly a week that first week in January. Um, Congress has spent most of the month organizing their committee chairs, ranking members, and full committee assignments. Um, but by the end of January, um, the House has was pretty much fully organized. Uh, the Senate Democrats have released their assignments, but the uh, Senate Republicans are still working on their roster. Uh, Minority Leader McConnell did announce that they finally completed their committee assignments for his conference, and so uh, the Senate roster should now be finalized. We've seen the House uh, formally uh, House committees formally established and have begun to do, introduce legislation. Uh, while others are continuing to uh, meet and uh, finalize their organizational meetings this week, we do expect the Senate to begin uh, organizing formally uh, this week and into next week. Uh, that's it for our formal report today. Happy to open it up for any questions.
1: Thank you. Are there any uh, questions from anyone online or in the uh, audience?
2: There are no speakers. There are no speakers. Okay,
1: thank you. Um, We have one request for federal legislative uh, support, and that's uh, a request to sign onto the advocacy letter to support uh, a federal breastfeeding policy priorities. And that comes from our health care agency director uh, and agency. And unless there's any question or comment on that request, uh, we will advance that forward. Okay, we'll move that forward. Uh, thank you. Before we move on, how cold is it back there?
0: It's honestly not bad today, but if you were here Friday or Saturday, it was pretty brutal. But I think it's in the
1: 50s today. Oh, okay, thank you. Um, we'll move over to a state legislative update with uh, political solutions.
2: Hello. uh, Good afternoon. Monica Miller with the political solutions team. First and foremost, welcome, Supervisor Tam. We're looking forward to meeting you and working with you and your staff. Oh, pardon me.
0: I just said thank you.
2: Oh, yes, of course. You're welcome. Um, So uh, again, Monica Miller with the political solutions team. And with regard to what's happening in Sacramento, um, we have made it through our first month of the 2023-2024 legislative session. We did start off with a little bit more of a bang than we normally would have um, with members ready to go, 30% new membership in both houses. So they're all very eager to get to work, get their staff in place. And And look ahead to this year um, particularly with the budget deficit as we've mentioned in the past with the governor's release of his january 10th budget we are continuing to look at a 22.5 billion dollar deficit so the legislature is very mindful of that Um, the legislature does believe it's a different number um, so they'll continue to have those discussions into the spring and summer months um, before the budget is finalized and of course we'll have to take a look at the April receipts um, as well as quarterly taxes um, that were due um, in January. So um, with the legislature, uh, we are now facing the um, bill introduction deadline of February 17th. Um, The PAL process and the Board of Supervisors has requested that we place two different pieces of legislation. Um, at this point, we've replaced. One, we have placed one of those two, which we're very excited about. That we will keep you um, and your staff updated as those um, as we add co-authors and get those bill numbers, so you can have an opportunity to see those. We continue to work closely with your delegation on issues that are of priority to Alameda County. With the platform being adopted soon, um, we look forward to being able to share that with. Um, With the staff, particularly the new members. So looking forward to working with them already getting to know them, some of which most of which we were um, had the pleasure of meeting um, during the campaign season. So looking forward to continuing to build on those relationships. The governor has announced formally that he has requested FERC to do um, an investigation to what's happening with the natural gas prices. Um, As you're probably well aware and possibly hearing from your constituents, there has been an increase of about 41% um, of those prices to the consumers. Um, The governor believes that those are inflated and as a result has asked FERC, the Federal Energy Regulation Commission to look into that. Um, He formally did that today. The press releases will be attached to our PAL report. As I mentioned, we're Going through the bill introduction um, period at this point, with the deadline being February 17th, we do believe we'll see an onslaught of legislation introduced closer to that date, which is fairly typical, particularly in the first year. Um, given that legislators um, are trying to determine what their priorities are, what they are interested in carrying, um, as well as, again, putting their staff into place. Um, at this point, every Friday, we continue to send off to your staff um, bills of interest based on conversations that we've had with your department heads um, and continuing to have as well as budget priorities. The budget this year will actually the subcommittees will actually meet in earnest um, and like they have the last couple of years, um, starting um, at the normal timeframe, which they haven't done in a while. Um, so we have the full Senate budget hearing that w- took place a couple weeks ago, and notes were sent out to your staff with regard to um, the governor presenting his proposal to the legislature, Department of Finance um, defending, <coughs> excuse me, defending that proposal, the Legislative analyst Office reviewing and offering their thoughts, as well as the legislature having an opportunity to have um, to ask questions. The Assembly um, will be holding a very similar hearing. This week, we will send notes out to your staff um, from the political solutions team, there was also a hearing today on um, the housing and homelessness issue as you know this continues to be a major crisis in our state. Um, Unfortunately, there was connectivity issues so the hearing had to be cut short with the understanding that um, that hearing will resume at a later date no date set as of yet. Um, we, we know that this is going to be an ongoing negotiation between um, local governments and the governor and getting those dollars out the door and what programs are extended, how those dollars are spent, et cetera, keeping a very watchful eye on that, working closely um, to ensure that Alameda gets its fair share, um, to be able to implement um, the visions that you have for um, eradicating homelessness and helping the unhoused to get to the services that they need. Um, In terms of, um, as I mentioned, bill introduction, we'll see many more pieces of legislation, um, more towards the 17th. We'll have an opportunity to parse through those um, and put those into our uh, portfolio for you and get those out to your staff so then we can go through and determine where those priorities lie, etc. That's our report for today. Happy to answer any questions and thank you.
1: Thank you. Uh, Are there any questions? Chair Carson? Yes.
0: Um, If I may, uh, would it be possible um, to get uh, an idea of or just some uh, specific numbers on over the last two fiscal years what the county had requested from the state legislature in terms of funding allocations through the budget process and and what we actually got? So it will give me a sense, uh, moving forward, um, uh, what we can expect and and what specific categories.
2: So, from our perspective, Supervisor, of course, we can um, get to you um, what was achieved, what was requested um per the pal process so that way you and your staff can have a chance to take a look at that and then always know that we are available to you and your staff if you want to have additional conversations about this and um any other matter that's affecting your constituents um that's on your um your list of priorities so happy to always be a resource to you so please don't hesitate um to have you, um, your staff reach out and we can get something set up
1: i
0: appreciate that uh, I think we're going to have to be uh, fairly surgical, as um, Supervisor Carson has mentioned in the past, given uh, what you just described about the uh, budget deficit that is forecasted.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, we've already recognizing that this budget deficit was coming our way, and um, I'm sure you've seen, you know, with Secretary Yellen from the federal standpoint. Um, they they do anticipate and we'll obviously see more with the, um, with the State of the Union release, but um, they, they don't anticipate that there will be a recession. So that definitely helps curtail where we thought we were going, which is very positive. Um, but still facing, and again, it's a 22.5. Um, deficit billion dollar deficit, but it is looking at last year's budget um, as well as budget year plus one, um, so it's not just this budget cycle. But they, um, in reviewing the governor's budget, there were lots of ways that they were creative in terms of you know pushing out programs um, to a later start date, um, using capital outlay for or using excuse me bonds for capital outlay versus cash, et cetera. So they definitely are trying to figure out the best way to do this without just straight cutting programs. So um, so definitely we'll work with, um, with your team on that and um, work with the CA's office to get that information to you. Thank you. Yes, of course, our pleasure. Thank you.
1: Any other comments or questions?
2: There are no other speakers.
1: Okay. Um, we have a number of requests on the state side. Um, we have... Um, Submit comments to the California Health and Human Services Center for Data Insights and Innovation uh, Data Exchange Framework. Uh, that's a request from the Healthcare Agency Director and the agency. We also have uh, support uh, restoration of state funding for local court-appointed special advocates uh, program, and that also comes from the Healthcare Agency. Uh, and the director we also have 2022 24 2023 24 alameda county legislative uh, platform uh, and an action to support and recommend uh, to the full board uh, for adoption uh, which comes out of the county administrator's office and uh, Ms. laura lord is here from that office in case there's any questions and we also have approval letter for support for the Tri Valley San Joaquin Regional Rail Authority uh, grant application for the Transit and Intercity Rail Capital Program, uh, which is um, from um, Supervisor David Halbert of District 1, recommending support. All of those were requests for support, and unless there's any question, Uh, regarding any of those, Um, we will uh, advance those forward. Seeing no question. Uh, Is there any public comment?
2: There are no speakers. Um,
1: Before we go through and um, have people to acknowledge who's on and who's not on, and let me say that um, there's been very, very preliminary discussion with our lobbyists um, and but with the administration, administrator, administrator's office uh, around um, uh, the issue that uh, Supervisor M alluded to, and that is uh, um, what what uh, it looks like and how we, as a county, um, will proceed on. On uh, legislation and legislative request from both our Washington and Sacramento lobbyists, um, and um, that won't that, that that will be a, a discussion that uh, we're we're scheduling. Um, that will be inclusive, and um, hopefully through that uh, discussion we'll uh, refine and come up with how we approach 2023-24 in terms of our operation Um, to be just honest about it um, we're going to have to kind of put a structure to it um, because for our lobbyists to get individual requests from board members and many times we're not aware of it um, individual requests from department heads uh, in an environment where um, it's keep they keep underscoring at each PAL meeting that uh, uh, the, the, that kind of the uh, challenges that w- we may have, hopefully not, but that we may have in Washington D.C. Um, means that we do have to be very surgical uh, in terms of how we prioritize and um, approach uh, the issues that. Uh, are critical to us. And the same thing as alluded to in the the state with the deficit being uh, at least $22 billion, if not more, Um, and that the governor is looking at making cuts and so far hasn't been in areas that have a profound effect yet on us directly. Each of those decisions have some kind of effect indirectly and directly on us. And so for us to maximize results on the behalf of the residents of Alameda County uh, we're, we're gonna have um, kind of a, a revisited discussion about that so again um, more to come but thank you very much uh, for participating today uh, online who, who do we have that wants to acknowledge themselves
2: Hi, Lynn. You're on the line.
0: Good afternoon. This is Lynn Peralta, Alameda County SSA Policy Director.
1: Thank you.
2: Hi,
3: Eileen. You're on the line. Good afternoon. This is Eileen, Policy Director with the Alameda County Healthcare Services Agency.
2: Hi, Hollis. You're on the line. Thank you. Hollis, you're still on mute.
1: Uh, Hollis Williams, we see your hand up, but we can't hear you. you Maybe on mute. Hi, can you hear me now? Yes, we can. Great. Yes, this, we can. Hi, this is Hollis Williams with the County Administrator's Office. Thank you. Thank you.
2: There are no other speakers.
1: Okay, thank you. And uh, I want to acknowledge that. Uh, One of my many bosses is in the audience, and that's Laura Lord from the County Administrator's Office, who is actually over the legislative um, structure for the county, and appreciate your presence in person. And uh, another one of my bosses is Amy Schrago from our office here, and I want to, again, thank the Clerk of the Board's Office for the fantastic work that you do all the time on behalf of the county. With that, uh, we are... um, adjourn thank you very much for attending everybody
3: thank you recording thank you. stopped thank you have a great